Good evening, brothers and sisters. We are talking about how we can love God with all of our soul. And uh, it's very important. This has to do with our emotional well-being. It is the inheritance of our eternal life. You know, a lot of people, they only know eternal life as going to heaven because you believe in Jesus. But the Pharisees, uh, the teachers of the law asked Jesus, how can I inherit eternal life? There are inheritance, there are uh, gifts, there are promises in that eternal life that God wants to give to us. And uh, one of the very important things is emotional wholeness. Because when we come to Jesus, uh, we carry a lot of emotional baggage because in this life, Definitely, we have gone through emotional hurt, rejection, uh, carry bitterness in our hearts. And so uh, we, we need to be made whole in order for us to be able to love God with all of our heart. And in fact, the first thing that Jesus came to give us eternal life is to set the captive free, right? Is to heal the broken Harder, so it has to do with uh, eternal life. Has to do with emotional wholeness. And the Bible has this story about the Samaritan woman. She believed in God, but she was ignorant about what God can do for her, and that's why she went round to look for men to meet her inner needs of acceptance, of love, of worth. But every time she was, the cycle just repeat itself. She was rejected. She suffered humiliation. She suffered broken heart and, and wound in her emotion. Her self-worth get lesser and lesser each time she's rejected so much so after five failed marriages now she couldn't be bothered she just stayed with a man who is not even her husband knowing that the cycle will repeat itself again one of these days this man will go and then she has to look around again so she couldn't she couldn't find emotional wholeness in her knowledge of God and Jesus came to her and we know the story, uh, by the well, Jesus asked her for water and uh, she was so surprised. Why would uh, a Jews ask her for water? And Jesus answered her in John 10, verse third, uh, verse, uh, John 4, verse 10. John 4, verse 10. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Verse 13, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So can you see, eternal life is mentioned Part of the 
the inheritance of eternal life is that there is emotional wholeness. There is that uh, meeting of the inner needs in our life that we will not be thirsty again. So in order to enter into this inheritance, Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God. That's the first thing we need to know. The gift of God. To know what God wants to do for us. To know what this eternal life is about. Not just about living everlasting uh, in heaven, but rather with the eternal life, God wants to enter into our life and restore and make us whole emotionally. So, that's why we cannot be ignorant. That's why Jesus asked the teacher of the law, how do you read the law? What, what is it written? And when the teacher of the law answered correctly, he said to him, you are very close to the kingdom of God. You are very close in entering into the inheritance of, of, of eternal life. So you see, knowledge, knowing the gift of God is very important in order for us to, to come to God and to draw from Him. And the Bible tells us that our emotional wholeness, our rest in God, uh, rest can only come in God. In the book of Psalm 62, verse 1, he says, My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. So salvation brings the rest of our soul. And it only comes from God alone. And uh, uh, in the book of Hebrews 4, verse 8, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from His. So Joshua has brought them into the promised land. But yet the Bible tells us that there is still a rest of God that has yet to come. So can you see we can have eternal life, but then we still could not enter into the rest that God promises us. The rest of our soul, the rest from striving by our own effort to prove our ex- love, uh, our acceptance, our, our value. You know, we just rest in God. Our soul rests in God because that He is our salvation. So this talk about the Sabbath rest for the people of God. These are Christians. These are people of God who believe in Him. But yet, uh, we, we do not rest from, from our work. So, like this woman, she was striving. She was... Uh, trying to get her inner needs met rather than just come before God and enter into the rest of God because he didn't know uh, the gift 
that God is bringing to her. So the, as mentioned, the first thing about one of the first thing about God's eternal life for us, God's salvation for us, is emotional wholeness. Look at Isaiah sixty-one verse one. He says, "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives." And release from darkness for the prisoner. So, the coming of God's salvation comes with good news for the poor. So God is the one who gives us ability to gain wealth. He gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge, skills to solve. The problems that we face, so that we can harvest the fruits of our labor, and so we need wisdom. We need hard work to unlock into this aspect of our inheritance in our salvation. That is to break out from poverty, break out from uh, uh, lack, being poor. So that we can enter into the abundance of God in our salvation, and the second thing it mentions here, He has sent me to bind up the broken-hearted, bind up the broken-hearted. So salvation deals with our emotional wounds, emotional hurts, emotional baggages, and how often do we? Really look into this area, but we have done it recently, talking about opening our emotion. Let God search those emotional baggages, uh, those brokenness that's in our life, so that we can be healed. And that's why Jesus called this woman to call her husband, because Jesus didn't just want her to feel good, but get to the root of her problem, and and uh, in order to bind up. Those who cleanse her from、uh, her sin. So, in order for us to enter into this this emotional wholeness, it takes the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from our sin. It takes the love and mercy of God to come into our life to bring healing and restoration to make us whole. So, we need to know the gift of God so that. We can find the keys to enter into those inheritance, into those wholeness. So, for emotional well-being, we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse our past sin or our wicked ways, right? And then we need to, the love and mercy of God to come into our life to bring healing, restoration into our soul. And the third thing about salvation is to bring freedom to the captives. Freedom to the captives. We know those who harbor bitterness; they are enslaved by Satan. They fall into the snare of Satan and being used by him. So we need to be set free from those bondages that we have got ourselves in because of 
bitterness that we harbor. And uh, the last thing mentioned here is the light of salvation to, to set the uh, prisoner uh, free, imprisoned in, by our mindset, by our thinking. So we need the word of God, we need the truth to come in so that they become light that shines in darkness and set us free from our uh, our uh, imprisoned mindset. So this is this is different aspect of the inheritance that we have in our salvation, in in the eternal life, and we need to know how to enter in, to to enjoy the inheritance. And so for emotional wholeness, we need Jesus to come in. We need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us. And we need His love and mercy. So to know that salvation brings emotional wholeness so that we will look to God, so that we will uh, seek to enter in to enjoy this uh, blessing, this inheritance. And in order to do that, the second thing we need to do is to know whom God has sent to us. Jesus said to the woman, if you knew who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him for the, re- uh, the, the living water so that you will not thirst again. If you know who is it that asks you for a drink. So we need to know whom God is sending to us so that we can turn to Him and and receive help and receive uh, that eternal life that God wants to bring to us through to Jesus, to, to the person, to the words that the person is sharing to us. In John 3, verse 34, who is this that, 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 that God has sent to us? John 3, 34. For the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. So, the thing about the person that God sent to us to help us, to bring us that river of living, uh, the, that, that uh, living water, he speaks the word of God, the words of life. So Jesus spoke to the woman because he wants to set this woman free from all those emotional baggages that she's carrying in her life. So the word of life that comes sometimes is difficult to, to receive. Jesus tells this Samaritan woman, you don't know what you worship, but we know whom we worship. So can you see, this is 
if we talk like this in this world, you know, it's very insulting, right? You tell someone who believes in a different uh, religion or different way and you tell them, you don't know what you're talking about or, or what you believe. And they will be offended. So this woman, uh, Jesus speak to her because Jesus wants her to enter into the inheritance that, that God wants to give her, but she doesn't know about it. And uh, the Bible tells us that God gives the Spirit without limit to whom He has sent to us. God gives the Spirit without limit to Jesus. So in Jesus, there is no limitation. In Jesus, there is nothing or no suffering experiences that we have gone through that He has no answer for. The Holy Spirit is given to Him without limit to be released into us, to minister to us whatever is our needs or problem. And He is the Son. He is the Son. The Father has placed everything in His hands. So in Jesus, He has everything. He rules over everything. There is no power, no uh, difficulties that, that He has no power over. Jesus rules over everything. And He has eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Jesus came not just to give us everlasting life, but to give us the quality, the kind of life that God the Father has. And that's the life we have to enter in so that we can live in this life, live in His abundance, live in His blessing and stop the suffering stop the pain that we have been carrying for so, so long deep within us. And there is grace, there is the favor of God so that the wrath of God will not be released on us because we have come to Him. There's no condemnation, there's no punishment in Jesus because of God's grace, because of God's favor, because of what Jesus has done for us. So we need, to, we need to know who it is that God has sent to us. Who is He? He's Jesus, the Son of God. He's Jesus who has eternal life. God's life. Abundant life. Wholeness that Jesus wants to release to us. is Jesus who has unlimited Holy Spirit that can meet absolutely everything that we, we, we needed in our life. And so, the first thing in order for us to enter into our inheritance in this eternal life is we need to know the gift of God. We need to know what it means, the fullness of eternal life that Jesus wants to give to us beside going to heaven. And one of the inheritance that we have is healing for our broken heart, freedom for those who are captive. 
emotional wholeness that God wants to bring to us so that we will not be bound, we will not be uh, living because uh, 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 taken captive by the past, by the past experience. We can be released into this eternal life, this new life that we have. And secondly, we need to know whom God has sent to us, Jesus the Son. Jesus the Son, He has God's life. He's in, he, he has everything in His hands. So we are safe to come to Him, knowing that He's in charge, knowing that He rules, knowing that there is no condemnation, but grace and mercy uh, flowing from Him. There's unlimited Holy Spirit that He wants to give to us. And thirdly, we have to drink from the living spring in order to enter into the inheritance of our salvation, of eternal life. We have to drink from the living spring. It's not just living water. It started by living water, but we have to drink from that spring. You know, those who depend on others to meet their needs, they will only get better, but they will not be made whole. It's only those who come to drink from the living spring because they are thirsty. They come to Jesus. They will be uh, totally set free. There's a story in the Old Testament about King Saul. The anointing of the Holy Spirit has left him. And as a result, he's tormented by a demon spirit. So he has a need. Emotionally, he's troubled. He's restless. He's fearful. He could not rest. Feeling insecure. So all kinds of emotion, negative emotion is, is tormenting him. Tormenting, the word of God tells us. So let's read it in 1 Samuel 16, verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord has had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendants said to him, See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servant here to search for someone who can play the harp. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes upon you, and you will feel better. You will feel better. So can you see, it wasn't Saul himself who is drinking from the spring of living water. It was David who comes to him, who gives him that living water to drink, but, but not, not Saul himself, who is thirsty, who is suffering from this torment and is crying out to God. And No, it was just a temporary measure. It's just to make him feel good. But he'll come back again at another time. So that's what happened to some people, even though they have needs. They do not really come to Jesus or drink. They just want their problems solved. So some well-intended people will just advise them, say, oh, you know, you, you believe in Jesus, Jesus will help you. Sometimes they, they believe in Jesus not because they really want to. They just want their problems disappear without drinking from 
the wellspring of life. And so, of course, they will feel better. Just like when David played the harp, when a demon spirit torment uh, King Saul, he will feel better. But the problem is not resolved. It's his heart, it's his soul that is not yielded to God. He's striving. And that's why he never entered into that rest. He's the anointed of God. He's a chosen king. But because he's after his own needs, he's meeting his own needs by his own ways, God said no. And God removed the anointing of the Holy Spirit from him. So can you see our emotional well-being it is tied to the Spirit of God in our life. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. We need to drink from the living spring. I mentioned it's not just living water, but spring. Spring up. Okay, let's, let's see uh, in uh, John 4, 13. Jesus answered everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So don't just come and drink a little bit and, and feel better and, and that's it and then you, you go off. You've got to come and drink until this water inside you become a wellspring of life, springing up to eternal life. Can you see? Eternal life. Not just drinking a little bit and be happy. Remember, Jesus has unlimited spirit that's released to him for us. And we are to drink from it so that it wells up from within us. It's not just enough for our thirst, but it becomes a reservoir. It becomes a source for the, the spring that is inside us, you know, so that the Holy Spirit will continue to flow in us, continue to fill us, continue to satisfy whatever needs that is inside of us. So it more than it must more than meet your needs and begins to flow up. It's just like the Samaritan woman. She came to Jesus and her needs was met. But it's more than enough for her needs. She begins to go into the village and tell everyone to come and meet Jesus. And they believe her because they see, they, they saw the difference in her and they follow her and come and meet with Jesus. So can you see that wild spring is not intended to just meet our needs, but it's intended to spring up from within us and begins to flow and flow. And that's when you know you've got to overflow. That's when you know you receive the abundant life more than just your needs. So don't just drink a little, but uh, come 
and drink from the unlimited supply that Jesus came to give to us. And we are to drink from the streams of living water. You know, this wellspring, it springs up, but there are different streams when it flows. Different needs that we have that require different ways to, to, to meet our needs. But it's from the same source. Look at John 7, verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. But by this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet being glorified. So not only do we need to constantly come and, uh, and drink, but we need to drink from the streams that the Holy Spirit can, can provide. You know, we need to identify what is our needs so that you can go to the appropriate streams and, and, and draw from it. And that's why we need to know the gift of God. We need to know the different aspect of the inheritance that, that uh, we have in our eternal life so that we will come according to our needs into that different streams and drink. Uh, if we need wisdom and uh, skills and knowledge, you see, that's a different stream from healing for brokenhearted and the different streams that we need to be set free as a prisoner. So there are different streams that God is, is, is waiting for us to come in. But tonight we, we, we are just focusing on, on emotional wholeness. But the streams cover every aspect so that we are made whole, not just in our soul, but in our spirit, in our body. Right, we can be made whole as we drink from the streams of God. So this is what I want to share with you tonight, that we have eternal life, but we need to enter into the inheritance that is in the eternal life and not just stay with everlasting life. Okay, so in order to enter into that inheritance, we need to know the gift of God. We need to know the different aspect of the streams that we talk about, that God comes to give to us. And we, do, we need to know Jesus. We need to know who is it that came to us, who is sent to us in order to give us that drink. Right? He is the Son. Having unlimited resources of the Holy Spirit. He is the Son who has eternal life. He's the son who governs everything. Everything is in his hand. So we know we need to come to him and we need to keep coming to him and drink from him. Not just to receive a little and feel better, but rather to keep drinking so that, that the water inside us becomes a spring 
welling up. That's when we enter into the fullness. That's when we are truly, truly satisfied. You know, a lot of us we already have salvation in the sense that we believe in Jesus. But then we are not satisfied. Then we are not made whole. On the inside, we still we are still bondage to the past. And Jesus said, "You come, come and drink, so that you can be free from those bondages. Come and drink." She's talking to a broken woman who suffers so much emotionally. He said, "Come and drink. You will not be thirsty again. Come and drink. You'll be made whole." And she did. And she spread the good news to the whole village. So, so we need to come. We we need to know there are so much that God has for us in in His gift, the gift of eternal life, and we just want to move in and inherit them. And、uh, a very important part is to have emotional wholeness because of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for giving us. The streams of salvation, giving us the spring of living water, so that we can be fully satisfied. And we pray that we will just keep coming, thirsty, coming after you, so that we can truly take in all that you have for us, because we know the gift of God. The gift of eternal life that you have given to us. So we pray for your people, so that every one of us will enter into your fullness. Every one of us will more than have our needs met, be able to be a blessing and bring your salvation to other people. So open our eyes, minister to us deep into those inner needs, so that we. Can be a blessing. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.